Hi folks, this is Matt Peters. It has been far too long since last we spoke, and this is Cast Today, Day 10. Thank you for tuning in once again. I'm so excited for you to hear my interview today with Michael LaHood, a.k.a. Hoodie, of Chicago's Full Moon Jam. I say I'm excited for you to hear my interview every day, but Michael LaHood is so passionate about what they do with the Full Moon Jam, it's infectious. You're going to want to go to the next one. You're going to want to go to one today. Unfortunately, since it is a Full Moon Jam, it only happens once a month, so... Uh, stay tuned to the episode to hear when the next Full Moon Jam is, and of course, visit their website, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, before we get started, there are a couple things that I need to touch on that aren't even really related to Cast Today. Uh, the first one is unfortunate, but it is the most important news you'll hear today uh, in, in geek news and just, you know, Hollywood in general. Adam West has passed away. Adam West was 88 years old, and of course, uh, we all know him as TV's Batman. We know him as the voice of Mayor West on Family Guy, of course. We just know him as an all-around great personality from a golden age of television. So my thoughts and prayers go out to Adam West's family and friends and, of course, his fans like myself. So that being said, we move on to something of uh, a little bit brighter news, which is the Black Panther movie trailer that dropped during the NBA Finals. It's a teaser. But so much is put on that screen in that like minute and a half that it just gets you excited to see this movie. So definitely check it out when you get a chance. I'm already making plans with folks to go and see it. I know CNSC is excited about it. We put a thread up the other day. People were just going nuts based on the movie poster alone. I might dress up. In fact, I am going to dress up. Black Panther so lit. I am showing up and I'm showing out. Anyway, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me once again on Cast Today. I'm Matt Peters, of course, and with me tonight, I have a very special guest. He is part of the the Full Moon Jam organization in Chicago here. They put on all kind of amazing fire-spinning events, of course, circled around the full moon. I'm going to let him tell you about it because he knows way more about it than I do. His name is Michael LaHood. How are you, Michael? I am fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, well, yeah, the, the Full Moon Jam is a uh, an event that's been going on for i want to say this is the 13th season oh, wow. um and uh it actually started off as uh well before i was in chicago um started off a small group of friends got together and had a birthday party um and they had a little uh they, they roasted some dinner over the fire and they had some fire dancing had a magnificent time under the moon uh, under the full moon, and uh, they had such a wonderful time. The bike police stopped by. They were in the park. The park wasn't super used at that point, and the police said, wow, this is actually pretty fantastic. You guys should come out here again, and everyone had such a great time that they came out again and started this ritual that slowly started growing and growing and growing. By the time I came in about seven years ago, uh, there were probably about 300, 400 people hanging out each jam. I thought, wow, this is absolutely gigantic. It has grown from there. It is the, uh, I believe it is the largest regular uh, fire dancing public, public display in North America. Um, and yeah, it is really a point of pride for a lot of people, not just Chicago, but the fire dancing community at large. 
Um, everyone reaches out to me, especially since we've partnered with the city the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? How do you do that? How do you how do you let people know that fire is safe and get when you when you work with it properly? Um, and how do you partner with the city? How do you get people to come out and just create this awesome vibe where we have drummers, we have people dancing, people will be doing acro yoga all over the place. Um, there's pre jam yoga. There's almost this community ecosystem that has arisen around the full moon jam where the fire and the drumming is the core. Um, but it's an amazing participatory evening that, Every time someone comes and is brand new, you can kind of tell because their eyes are huge and they are saying, how have I not been here for years and years? I've found my home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a pretty magical, uh, pretty magical event. Yeah, I I love the way that you just broke it down like that. It really, I mean, you just paint this wonderful picture about this, what some would refer to, I'm sure, as a counterculture event that takes place in our very own city. And it's it's almost like it's kind of under the radar. I mean, a lot of folks have heard of the uh, the Burning Man franchise, I guess you could call it now, mm-hmm. um, and all those events that have taken place. But yeah, over the years, over these past few years, I've been hearing more and more about these full moon jams and just how much people look forward to them. So yeah, the the reputation definitely precedes this. So thank you for establishing that environment for folks. Well, um, thank. And, and I think a big part of that that you mentioned as well is the the safety factor. Um, mm-hmm. just, just knowing Mitchie over the years, I know that she's very particular about the environments, about the materials, uh, that are around that sort of thing. Um, what, what are some things that folks may not know about fire spinning that, you know, just, it, it seems so obvious to you after years of, of doing it, but, uh, to a newbie, it would just completely catch them off guard. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You always have to stay vigilant because, the accidents um, are more likely to take place when people are very confident in what they're doing and there's uh, in overconfident in what they're doing when they get comfortable with it. You can be, you can be confident in what you're doing. Um, but there is a line where you take it for granted. And I think the most important thing with fire safety uh, is not taking it for granted. So it's, you know, it's one of those things, I guess one of the, um, one of the interesting things about it is it's not a completed science. I mean, we keep, we keep figuring out, uh, new things right now. Uh, last night we had a full moon jam and, uh, we're trying out these new fire safety blankets, Hmm. um, that feel like these leaps and bounds, you know, they're the amazing, you know, wonder technology. It's like all of a sudden the chamois cloth got reinvented, but for fire dancing. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's made out of this material, um, that it's 50, 50 carbon, uh, 50, 50 cotton and, uh, aramids, which are these, uh, really kind of high end materials that are, uh, very fire resistant and they actually kind of puff up when they get warm and kind of block the, become these magical oxygen blocks and break the fire triangle and everything. Uh, that's oxygen and fuel and heat and the reaction. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I think one of the amazing things is it's not finished. We're figuring new things out. We're figuring new best practices. And one of the things that we want to do not only with the jam, uh, but really 
a lot of the community leaders nationwide is we really want to do this right. We want to be the ones that are figuring this out and um, and saying, hey, these are the best practices because we are um, we're able to figure out what works really well, uh, pull the science behind it, um, and and really create the safest environment that we can. Um, because fire dancing isn't something that is a um, is a well worn path in uh, in kind of the, our culture at large, um, and so it's something that we do have to uh, we do have to make sure that uh, things are not uh, a given because we're doing new and interesting things. Most people don't burn fuel and swing it around and <laughs> uh, and do different sorts of you know. So we're uh, yeah. So it's it's an inexact science right now, but we're very very focused on making it better and better and better, uh, and so there's a lot of information flying around everywhere. Wow, and that <laughs> I hate to keep sounding so amazed, but I, I kind of have to be. You know, when you're when you're playing, uh, not playing, but when you're utilizing fire in such a fashion, it's it, it's easy to be mystified by it. It's it's like going back to that that base of, of just human nature when you see something yeah. that is just not quite, as you said, understood 100%, uh, but you're you're attracted to it in a certain way. And I love the way that it's, it's being approached by you and the folks at Full Moon Jam uh, from an artistic standpoint and from a scientific standpoint, and, and it, it meets somewhere in the middle. I think that's what attracts a lot of the a lot of the you know nerds and geeks as they would be uh, referred to uh, from Chicago because yeah it's just it's a hodgepodge of everything that you come to love. <laughs> oh yeah, that's and cool. and as you mentioned, it is you know that's one of the things I think that that keeps it fresh is it is something that's very elemental and it gets deep down into you know our brainstem you know fire wow what is going on, <laughs> and even more than just watching it. Um, when the, the first time you spin a prop, uh, that is lit on fire, um, the most common reaction is I wasn't expecting the sound, oh, wow. uh, because it can get loud hearing that fire whiz by you, uh, on the prop and you're spinning it around, you know, imagine holding a torch in a heavy wind while you're rotating it and creating that heavy wind. Um, and it's, you know, you get that in stereo when you're in the middle of everything. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it keeps it magical, um, to step in there, uh, and, um, just fall in love with it all over again, each time you do it just by, by paying attention and being in the moment. Um, and so that's a, that's a very special thing. It's something that, that you can reconnect with constantly. That's a that's a great message to communicate. Um, who, who would you expect to see at a full moon jam? Honestly, it's all over the place, which is um, which is kind of magical. Both in the you know, I think a lot of fire spinners um, trend to be uh, slightly younger, um, you know, early twenties. Um, but that's not you know that's not a given. I feel like people come from from all walks, um, approach, I mean, because fire is something that everyone is attracted to, um, that it's, it's something that people just kind of scratch the itch. And it's funny, people assume that everyone is a really big risk taker, you know, and a lot of people aren't because we do, you know, I, I have a lot of people saying, wow, well, you, you spend fire, you do, you know, tons of stuff. 
And I'm really careful in what I do. So because I'm confident in what I'm doing, it's, you know, you, you go climbing with a harness on. And essentially, that's what we're doing with all of our safety mechanisms and, uh, and, and our, our planning and our research and our trust um, that we build as a community. So, yeah, so I think that it, it bring, fire itself brings a very, very diverse crowd to it. Some people are very artistic. Some people are very nerdy. Some people are really, uh, they, they, they want to do a very specific geometric technical dance. Other people really want to flow and feel free. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different approaches into it. For the actual full moon jam, uh, coming to the jams, mm-hmm. I am blown away by just walking around and talking to different people. Because as you mentioned, this this does spring forth from a little bit of uh, a more niche, semi-underground uh, space. That's you know where fire dancing was. Uh, I've been dancing for about 16 years now. It was you know at the fringes. Um, now we are connecting with people and through things like the full moon jam, we want to make it accessible. The jams are always free to the public. Um, we've actually started a new foundation, the full moon jam foundation, which is a nonprofit because we recognize what we're doing is we're doing outreach for fire arts and for object manipulation and, uh, uh, and different sorts of flow dance. Um, and we're, teaching a wide array of people about it and kind of creating a community where we can set the norms of being safe, of being supportive, of being deeply accepting um, of all ages. You know, the jams are uh, family friendly. We are uh, very, uh, very much working toward being a leave no trace event, which means a deep community responsibility. At the end of the jams, we walk around and pass out garbage bags and pick up trash and invite people to come pick up trash with us because the only way that this can work is if we're all working together. So, um, so we strive to be very opening, a very open family friendly. We love it when, when kids come hang out and the inside of the drum circle tends to be, you know, people kind of with a more tribal feel, but then you have a lot of, um, uh, older uh, participants and younger participants hanging out in different areas. And like I said, it's truly an ecosystem that we want to be very welcoming for everyone. That's great. And it sounds like you guys are, are well on your way already in progress of uh, making sure that folks are responsible and, you know, you're including responsibility in your in your presentation. Uh, just looking at the schedule here, I see that uh, for each instance of a full moon jam, uh, there's an hour of safety training before the event even starts, right? Yeah, really, it's uh, it's about an hour and a half, and we really kind of sometimes push the jam later for it as well. Um, we have trained uh, over a thousand people over the years. We constantly update and rewrite the training and incorporate new knowledge, incorporate new things, um, and we've created um, a training that uh, we've had a lot of very experienced people come through and they have to take the training. Everyone from top to bottom um, needs to know. So we're all on the same page because different uh, different lo- locales across the country sometimes do things a little differently. The way that they say, hey, you've got fire on your leg um, yes, can be yeah. different in different spaces. And just so people know, 
having fire on your leg isn't an emergency. Um, it's, or it's something that you have to attend to. Um, it's not something, uh, that is out of the ordinary and it's something that is, uh, within, uh, you know, I think I set myself on fire last night. You just reach down and wipe it off. Um, you know, a lot of times it's just a little bit of extra fuel gets on your pants and the fuel is burning off almost like fuel on a wick. The wick itself isn't burning. Um, but you need to, you need to be aware of it and control that fire as it leaves its proper spot, which is the, the prop that you're spinning. Right. So Um, in this context, you know, pants on fire, not such a big deal. It's okay. It can be dealt with. You're, you're also surrounded by fire spinning, you know, uh, pros. So (laughs) you have the help you need right there. So that's that's probably the best place for a mishap like that to happen. Yes. And one of the most important things is uh, everyone has a safety. We don't have people uh, performing alone. Uh, We have a rotation where you spin once, you safety once, uh, you come in and check if we need any help. So we say spin once, safety once, volunteer once. So everyone plays all these different roles uh, and supports each other. Um, You don't get superstars coming through and saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the star of the show. Everyone is the star of the show from top to bottom. Um, really whether they are, you know, whether they're performing with fire, whether they're drumming, whether they're dancing with glow props out to the side or simply having communication with people. Cause we're, like I said, it's not just one thing. We're building a big ecosystem, uh, that, that has something at its core. Um, but is that, but kind of transcends that. Definitely. Um, Michael, this is very informative. This is very intriguing so much so i i'm going to make it a point to come out to the next event that is happening on july 6th that's a thursday yep. night and of course that's weather permitting i mean of course you you can you control a lot of things in the elements involving fire but controlling rain unfortunately is not one yeah. of them <laughs> and, and, and that's one of those things that it does become a safety concern sometimes uh you know you get a big rain in the afternoon and then it clears up and everyone says, hey, let's go out, and, you know, and you have to be aware that it becomes really slippery yeah. uh, and that can be dangerous, too. And we don't want to damage the park. We don't want to bring, you know, 700 people out there onto the uh, wet soccer field and tear up all the sod uh, because there's other stuff that goes on there. Kids play soccer there um, and we want to uh, make sure that that is kept uh, as a fantastic community resource for everyone. Right on. And that's part of the leave no trace uh, mentality. That's great. Absolutely. Right on. Well, like I said, uh, Michael, thank you so much. I feel comfortable calling you hoodie now that I know all this information. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. And I'm going to have links to everything in the show notes. So if there's anything that you want to see, we talked a lot about safety tonight. But once you see these amazing photographs that are on the Chicago Full Moon Jam website, you will fall in love with it just like so many have before me. All right. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you folks for listening. Take care, everybody.